What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. What's going on, Wink? What's up? How's it going? Uh, man, a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Actually, not a ton. I'm pretty excited. So we have this annual tradition that isn't really like official or anything, but I'm just saying it's an annual tradition because every year we have one podcast that falls smack dab in between your birthday and my birthday, but not only in between those dates is the podcast. There's also an NFL draft. So this is a pretty exciting episode. It's special. I I almost always get a draft for my birthday. They always know what I just what I want. Now, if the Lions could get on board with knowing what I want, <laughs> that would be perfect. But apparently they draft in inside linebackers from Hawaii that were projected in the fifth round in the second round instead. That sounds like the lions. However, I got to give it up to your Cardinals because I mean, back to back years, boomer sooner, number one, overall quarterbacks, very exciting stuff around here. It's crazy. Like the last day I've just been sitting here like, they have to get rid of Rosen. They cannot keep this dude. If they keep Rosen, it will be crazy. Like, the dude, he's already gone nuclear this morning. Like, people figured out that he unfollowed all the Cardinals' social media. He, like, I'm sure he, I'm sure he didn't think anyone would notice, but So you knows. haven't heard that he's been traded? Oh no! I know he's been trained. Oh, so I'm saying okay. they needed to do it. To this oh, team. they needed to. Okay, yes, yes, they so definitely they find, did. They did. So, and then yep. the worst, the stupidest part is they traded up to ten last year to get him, and all they can get out of him this year is a second round pick. But they also had to give away next year's fifth. Man, they <laughs> got him off the books, and they got a far better replacement. So, oh yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, it's a good pick. Good pick. Count your losses before, you know, they're worth nothing. But, um, yeah, so uh, your birthday was this week. My birthday will be next week. So as the Shattered Order is getting older, we're getting older as well, which is very exciting stuff. Um, 
So someone should screen cap. <laughs> someone should screen cap the first live Twitch episode and see just how much more gray my beard has gotten. Right <laughs> because I know it's gotten a lot more gray. Yeah. Uh, see. Yeah, probably so. I've always had a few grays. <laughs> I call them wisdom, but that's 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 for another time. Well, I call these chin balls. So, <laughs> I don't know if you can see those sitting there. Oh, I can Too see them. Deep. How can you not see them? It's hard not to miss <laughs> my gray chin balls. Triplets will do that to you as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. So uh, I am working on something that I'll that should be uploading overnight. So if you're in the live stream, when you wake up in the morning, it should be on our YouTube channel. But I made a video about how to counter Malik. Um, I've been using a couple different team comps to basically beat every Malik in my arena, even if they have far, far superior mods. So I kind of talk about the modding for them and just, you know, various things like that. And the thing I like about the team is it kind of uses a completely different modding strategy for everyone, which is great. Um, but it's basically using Kylo Ren, Mast, and Jedi Knight Anakin on the same team. And using them with a Revan, and it works really, really well. Um, I've been pretty impressed with it so far. How has... I heard about this earlier in the week, that someone in our podcast chat was talking about you using that, so... Interesting, sure. Yep, it is a lot of fun, man. That Anakin rework is awesome. I'm a big fan. Um, no, well, I mean, speaking of Jedi Knight Anakin. Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? I threw a Gear 12 Plus piece right onto my Jedi Knight Anakin, and I mean, he's nasty. He is super nasty. Um, I put the piece on, the, on him that gives the armor penetration and uh whatever else 100 additional offense um i've obviously had him at gear 12 for a while and so i remodded him modded him entirely for offense i mean three offense primaries crit damage set crit damage primary 222 percent critical damage um and a crit chance set bonus and man he's just fantastic he really didn't need speed because of that bonus turn meter and he just i mean he wrecks face especially under a jedi knight revan Woo! i mean that's fun that is super fun <laughs> it's funny to me just how many different things under darth revan are fun yeah well that's that's definitely true i mean um you know, it's well, it, Jedi Revan the same. It's been crazy. Uh, I have seen some really weird team comps in my arena, especially today. So there's a lot of people running Darth Revan, you know, with like Sith Trooper, HK 47, Bastila Sean, and Grandmaster Yoda. Uh, people are using Grandmaster Yoda <laughs> because he's so easy to make speedier than Bastila Sean Fallen. That you can make him go before her, give tenacity up, and then 
you know, none of those debuffs are getting inflicted uh, whenever she does her thing. No corrupted battle meditation, none of that. So it allows your team to just keep on landing debuffs uh, since you're not, uh, you don't have CBM on you. So it is a pretty, pretty interesting team. And uh, I mean, people are getting creative. I like it. I like the creative creativity that the arena is creating at the moment. Have you tried that uh, zombie JKA thing? I have not. Because that sounds nasty. I saw a zombie. Yes, I saw a video and it looks legit. (laughs) It's like I I was heard the idea and then I I, the light came up in my head and I'm like, yeah, she's definitely dying a lot. So that would that would work out pretty good, I think. Yeah. Crazy. But no. Nuts. Yeah. So. Yeah, Arena's been very interesting, to say the least. And uh, so, speaking of my Arena team, um, yeah, I've been alternating between Darth Revenly and Jedi Knight Revenly. The Jedi Knight Revan team I'm using is him with General Kenobi, Hermit Yoda, Jedi Knight Anakin, and crew. And it, you know, it, you know, I can take out just about any Malik team with it. Um, it's not like a hundred percent, but it does do pretty well. I can beat anything with it. So it is, that's been a lot of fun, but I remodded my Kylo Ren Unmasked and I got him to over 73,000 health. He has so much health. It's crazy. Um, That's a pretty nasty chunk. Yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, good luck killing him without heal immunity, you know, Uh, especially, especially whenever he's lead. Ooh. I can't wait to see what he does in this next territory war. Um, very, very excited to see how that goes. I imagine that's going to be gross. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, where did that rank? Um, I think it's top five, but I don't know that all, I don't know that it has, you know, on Swagaga, you can go to like top players and see who has the highest, whatever. Uh, I think where I'm at with his health, would be top five in the game, but I'm not sure that actually puts everyone on there because I don't see my Kylo <laughs> Kylo on there, which is odd. So um, I, I'm not sh- I'm not sure if there's something going on there where it's not pulling all the data or something. But yeah, uh, over seventy three thousand health is just pretty nasty, and he's still got decent ish speed on him. Um, I leveled up a mod that has fifteen hundred and fifty secondary health on it which is it, it had five procs on it so yeah that's that's pretty cool um well that'll help you get there for sure yes <laughs> oh yes it makes a difference um a little bit, a little bit. Uh, the other thing was i talked about last week but i took first order stormtrooper to gear 12 and i threw a zeta on him so i am this will be my first territory war testing him and i will be using him in grand arenas going forward so i'm excited to see how that goes uh, I'm hoping that my new first order team will be super nasty. We will see. I will certainly report back at some point. And the other thing is I saw the most absolutely ridiculous mod I have ever seen in this game. It was a <laughs> guildmate of 
a guy in my arena. He posted it in our arena chat, and it was a health primary, or sorry, health set bonus, defense primary, and it's five dot with 29 speed. He takes it to six dot, and he's got a primary as a secondary stat. That's just, I mean, that is the perfect proc all the way across the board. I mean, I'm assuming it started out at five speed, and he hits six every single time. Just when you say God mod, that's the definition. That is the epitome. Like, what is that mod? I had hit five. It was tenacity, and I had like nine percent tenacity on it. Oh yeah, that's my god mod. Yeah, the only god like per <laughs> god mod that I have nine percent tenacity as a secondary. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Except I'd rather have a speed. One like <laughs> no kidding. So, yeah, yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. So what about you? What'd you do this week? You know, everything that I did this week can be summed up in one sentence. I farmed the new Armatech gear pieces. Oh. That's pretty much, that's pretty much all I've been doing all week. Oh. Like literally, I farmed my hard nodes, and then all my energy goes into those trying to get them. I still need two full pieces to get Malik to gear 12. He's at gear 10. Um, gear 10, seven stars, but those I refuse to pay for those pieces, so I'm just farming them out of spite, and it is taking forever. So literally all mm. I've done this week is, you know, <laughs> is do that. So Damn. What I want to do this week is go through and kind of... Uh, I saw a, a graphic somewhere... And I'm gonna have to pull it up and save it so that I can use it this week. Of the best recommendations for territory war teams and speeds to have them in a good spot for all your teams as well for Grand Arena as well. So I really want to take that image and just kind of go through my mods and see if I can get some of these main characters nice. to the spots I need them. That way. My teams are operating efficiently because right now some of them are just. We have mods. They do things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not so much. Uh, <laughs> we have optimized mods. Fear us. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I really need because I have, I have really good teams for defense on in Grand Arena and Territory Wars, but some of them that just aren't built the way they're supposed to. So, I could really use some time to mod out my teams. That's what I'm going to do this week, hopefully. But so, this past week has pretty much just been gearing. What is this resource you're talking about exactly? Because I have not seen it. Sounds super interesting. Someone posted it from one of their guilds. And uh, I just got to find, remember what server I'm in that it was posted and then search for it. But interesting. I don't remember what guild they were in and where it came from. But Okay. I'll uh I'll have to look. If I find it, I'll let you. Sounds good. I will be very curious to check that out because that stuff is right down my alley. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there you go. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Cool. 
I would say I've been getting ready for territory battles, but I've been gearing Malik because literally if I was not gearing Malik yeah. and farming those stupid new pieces, I would be working on dark side characters to get ready for that new territory battle. Man, uh, I didn't have this list as something to talk about, but I, I don't recall seeing a Q&A question about it. So we, we were kind of talking and kind of mentioned just kind of the pace of the game right now and how fast stuff's coming out. You know, it has been really interesting because not getting Darth Malak, which is his first character I haven't got in quite a while, it has been very freeing. Like, not having to worry about all that gear to put on him. Like, even right now, I'm, I don't mm -hmm. even care about the Old Republic characters. I'm not worried about any of it. It's like, I literally just don't care. And... <laughs> I really thought I was going to be so frustrated by not having Malak, but it's honestly been such a relief. It is very odd, yeah. to say the least. And you still have your guild event tokens for whatever characters drop from territory battle. And that's true, too. Yes. Yep. Me, on the other hand, I have 12,000 12, well, currency now instead of the 70-something I had beforehand. So You still have more than me. Oh, well. <laughs> Alrighty then. Then I don't feel so bad cuz yeah, I use I drained it from 78 down to 12. Damn. I still have 12,000 so I'll be all right. But yeah, dumping that much. Well, I mean, that's why I saved it. So that's I had exactly what I needed for what I wanted, but now I know that there's even more coming and I don't have as much as I wish I did. So I Yeah. Now I'm now I'm in the mode of completely, uh, you know, holding on to that currency because I used to spend it on gear every refresh. That's what I generally do. Much. So, yeah, the now I'm like not even looking at the gear so much with that, just until I find out what uh, what is going to drop in there. And something else, I don't know if we mentioned this last week, but for everyone out there, uh. Just some tidbits, ideas, advice about preparing for this territory battle. Save your guild currency right now until we get the announcement for this territory battle. Because Dude, if you don't remember, uh, I'm saving with, everything. Well, like I'm well, like for going off previous history, right? The first territory battle dropped on Hoth, and Hot Han dropped on a Cantina node. So that was where you farmed. That could very well happen this time as well. Mm -hmm. But the second one, Stark landed in the Guild Event Store, or not the Guild Event, but in the Guild Currency Store. So if a character we need for this next territory battle drops in a store, you're going to want to have the currency to get them. Absolutely. So it might be a good idea to start saving now until you know where these char this character, because it will probably be one, where that character drops, and then from there you can start for at least going full bore. For at least the next week, I would suggest everybody basically save everything. I mean, crystals, all currency, and everything, because you know uh, the fourth of May is coming up, and they've kind of hinted that we're going to be getting some sort of announcement then, maybe about territory battles, maybe some new characters or something. 
and there's usually some decent deals, like some double drops, and you know, there could be something where maybe they create double purchases or you know, throw a bunch of good deals for ally points in a weekly store, or there's no telling what they could do. So I highly suggest you guys, um, you know, at least just kind of store up. Don't be spending a lot this week. Save up just in case, uh, because, you know, if you save up and you don't need it, then great. But if you spend it all and you don't have it, you're going to be pissed. So don't don't be that guy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And the only reason I really mentioned it is because I had heard that people at Celebration had been told by some of the people at the booths that, hey, you know, you might want to save your guild currency. So, Oh, yeah. I have a feeling it's going to go to the guild store, which is why I'm saving guild store currency currently. But I do have I have heaps of everything right now. So Yeah, that's I, good. Let me ask you what you do, because I'm curious and if it's the same. Uh, what do you, do you buy anything from the, uh, cantina store? Yes. Cantina, yeah, cantina store. What do you get? Uh, ship currency. <laughs> That's exactly the only thing I buy out of there as well. I buy that and the U-wing. Uh, yeah. Uh, the stands U-wing, I think. Yeah, because of the extra. Yeah. Little bit of shard shop currency you get from those. That's the way but to those, do it. Let's see here. Um, I'd rather I'd rather have the ship currency just because I still don't have all the ships maxed, you know, level wise. So to me, that's a better investment. Plus, you can buy mods with that. So I'd rather spend that. You're about to say that, weren't you? (laughs) That's exactly why I buy it because I have. Let's see here. I have fifteen. I have sixteen million ship currency right now, and the only reason I have all of that is so that I can buy any good mod that pops up in the store. Nice. Not kick myself if it's if I can't get it. And yep. then, so as far as the uh guild currency store modulators, I was buying them every time I, every time they refreshed. Uh, I kind of stopped doing that because I'm at six hundred and fifty of them right now. But I was buying those and then any gear. Now I'm saving currency, so I'm really not buying anything out of there. What about the uh, the arena store? Uh, I arena store. I just buy currency or credits. So you're not doing prestige? No, I've got like 2,300 prestige saved up. So if a new capital ship drops, I'll be able to max out all the abilities on it anyway. So I'm not too worried about it. Don't Are think we would see two. Yes, pretty much. I think I have one oh, okay. or two that abilities. That makes total sense then. Mine are not. I need to spend the... I have 2,400 currency or prestige. I need to spend it on my other capital ships. But the ones that aren't maxed, the characters that fly them are gear eight. So I just haven't spent it yet. But yeah. Understandable. Always do prestige in there. And... Every once in a while, I'll grab credits if I need them. I've had no credits lately. I've spent so many credits uh, just gearing people up and stuff, and uh, it's been, or leveling characters up, it's not been good. Yeah, I can say, uh, I I'll, I would say I'm down to 73 million, but that would probably make a lot of people angry. So. I'm currently at I, I don't understand. Credits. 
I don't get how you people get so much currency. It's crazy. My alt still has 100, 155 million. Yeah. I'd be buying so many mods. And every character's every character's level 85 on that account. Yeah. There's nothing to spend it there besides leveling tough, my mods tough and times. Then selling them. Tough times. Yeah. It's 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 a hard hard world over there. Um Galactic War store. Do you buy ships anything in there that's about it i try to keep about 12 to fifteen thousand, but i also like shard shop currency so you know whenever i need See, shard shop currency i'll spend it this is my biggest problem right now i've i've hit the 200k currency in galactic war store mark so now i'm trying to buy everything in it every refresh to try to get rid of some of that Here's what I here's a UI update I would like for them to make. Okay. Stop making me press twice to buy everything. What do you it's mean? So annoying. Well, in the store you have to press on it once. I got you. it pops up, then you have to press it again. I'm okay with that. So every time I try to go through the entire Galactic War store buying everything, that's like there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Uh there's eighteen things in there to buy. So I'm clicking the dang screen thirty-six times just to to buy it. It's super annoying. Yeah. I would like to just press it and buy it. That's true. But, but you only say that until you get to a situation where you spend something you didn't want to spend, you buy a mod you didn't want to buy, or something like that. Um yeah well yeah see i can see both sides of that it's it's i know why it's there it's just trying to get rid of all this currency and every time i look in that store i'm like that's a lot of clicking i don't know if i want to do it this time yeah that's fair well uh you want to move on to the next thing yeah it seems like we're on the same uh strong with us this update is young padawans what were you saying? I'll say it seems like we're on the same page of what we spend on in these currency or in these stores because I mean like I don't buy omegas and ship currency. You know, I don't buy so just all that stuff that's overpriced. I don't ever go for that. Yeah, I just but. yeah. I agree. Well, um so there was a mini update this week, and they added B1 and Droid Eka. They are now farmable, 20 energy nodes. So I am very excited um, because I want Droid Eka. Uh, once I get Droid Eka close to being 7 star, I'm going to max that character out if I don't try to max as much as possible before because the character is just awesome with a great kit. Um, are you farming these characters yet, or no? I just started farming them when they dropped, so I moved off of... You know, what's funny is it actually forced me to go in and start doing level 5 of the ship nodes, because I hadn't done any of them. Oh, wow. Like, all the 5s I never did, because I didn't need Ness... I didn't need Ness uh, oh. node open, so I never needed to go through any of that. So but I they're Zetas. Five. I know. Well, I didn't know that because I've never been there. So we've talked that I know about that, it. I need to just oh. 
I need to finish off the hard notes, which actually don't seem very hard compared to what they were when they came That's out. That's true. Once you have Falcon. Once you have the Falcon and the Hound's Tooth. Yeah. I'm Different ballgame. Yeah, I went straight up to... I stopped in the hards at B1 and started farming him yesterday after rolling through all those other uh, ship... All those ship nodes and then... Uh, yeah, Droid Decca threw him in there. Because I'm rolling... I was farming... Uh, what's his face? Range Trooper and Goggles Chewy. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I'm saying uh, a lot tonight. I was farming... Range Trooper and Goggles Chewy, and then I moved into throwing B1 in there. As, not B1. Droideka in there as well. So, yeah. since nice. Goggles Chewy's on a cheaper node, it doesn't take eat a lot of energy to throw another one in there. You know what I mean? So, um, I can farm three hard nodes and still have energy for uh, those new Malak gear pieces that I love so much. So, uh... Because I know people that are listening are wondering this right now and just saw it in chat. The hell? You have 200,000 galactic war currency? Yeah, dude. That's what I was saying. Like, the only way for me to spend all of it and to bring it down to a How? reasonable number is to buy... Like, you haven't spent any since you finished farming who? Magma Trooper? No, I spend it every day. I said, like, maybe I don't spend it every refresh. But every time I think about it and I go to the store, so maybe one to three times a day, I'll go in and buy the ship the uh, the ship uh, blueprints. But I'm to the point now where I need to start buying everything every time I go in there yeah. so that I can start bringing that number down. And that's why the clicking is super obnoxious because I have to buy everything in there to start bringing that currency number down. Let me... T- I, my I, currency numbers are just all ridiculous. Like, I, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole on this, but that is literally 166 days of Galactic Wars and not spending anything. Half a year almost. <laughs> the, I don't know what to tell you, man. God I had a lot bless. of currency before the Sims started. I have even more now. That well, because the, back yeah. before the Sims started, I almost didn't even bother with Galactic uh, Galactic War every day. I would like go into a battle in Galactic War and back out, and then collect my daily. That's so, crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it I, all came from. It's but it's piling up. All right. So uh, the other thing that they announced this week is. Padme Amidala is finally coming to the game in a legendary event called Aggressive Negotiations, and you will unlock her using Separatists. So it looks like this may have been the reason for the whole General Grievous rework, and I am seriously suspecting that this will be um, an arduous event. and you may need droids to actually beat this thing at seven star. I don't think you will actually need them, but I think it's going to be awfully damn difficult without them. Um, just because they do have some crazy good synergy. I, I do expect this to be very tough. Um, where are you sitting at with your separatists? Um, in a corner where I'll probably be the entirety of this thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, I have Massage Gear 12. I have Geo Soldier Gear 11. And then from there, the highest thing I have is Gear 8. That is insane to me. I just. And I, the Gear 8s are Grievous and Poggle. God. The highest is Dooku at 7. And then everyone else is blue or white or green. That is crazy. So, so I've got a. Who, I mean, which one of them would I have geared for any other reason? But I, I mean, I guess maybe the Geos for ships, but, you know, well, for what reason? Geos for ships, Grievous and B2 just got a pretty awesome rework. Hey, hey you know what? Yeah, and I totally would have geared them if I wasn't being steered toward Darth Revan and Malik for months now. So. Yeah, that sounds cool and all, but uh, I never had time to do that. So yeah, well, I mean that yeah that sucks. I've so I've got Asajj at gear twelve, Gerald Grievous at gear twelve, Sunfock at gear twelve. I have B two Battle Droid at gear eleven, Geo Soldier gear eleven, Geo Spy gear eleven, and then I have Dooku at gear ten. So I will have to try and get her at seven star with some combination of those six characters um so we'll see i got my fingers crossed man but i don't know i don't know it'll be interesting like if you're looking at the separatists right there are at least one two three four five leaderships that you can use there's a lot of them and you could use asajj but hers is all Night Sister based, so she's the only separatist Night Sister, so she's not going to be in there as a leader. Grievous is pretty much all about droids. So if or no, yeah, it is droids. So if you're going to use Grievous, you're obviously just going to be using all droids. That kind of limits what you can do with his leadership. Uh, Poggle, his is a droid and Geonosian allies gain 30% offense. So if you are doing, he actually might be a good one. And I'll tell you why here in a second. He might be actually be a good one for you to gear up um, and use that leadership ability. If you have bugs maxed for ships and you have a mixture of Grievous and some of his droids done, but not all of them, because Poggle's going to help both of them. With That's a, true. A damp- Massive offense uh, bonus there. And there's another reason I say that that I'll go over here in a second. But So keep Poggle in mind. Uh, there's also Count Dooku, Dooku, who we all know his leadership very well. All allies gain 50% evasion and gain offense up for two turns whenever they evade. That's pretty much plug and play for anything across the board 100%. with the uh, Separatists because... Asajj in there will gain this. You know, pretty much every one of them will gain this if he's the leader. So probably the best plug-and-play overall one. I still think Poggle, for most people that don't have the full droid team ready, would be good for if they had the Geo ships and dro- some of those droids. And then the last one is um, Newt Gunray. And... His stealth allies gain 55% crit chance and gain 50% turn meter the first time they score a crit hit during their turn. Uh, not a lot of stealthing going on with the Separatists beyond like Geo Spy and I don't even know if there's more than Geo Spy. So um, Newt Gunray, you can probably throw him out of the window. 
so uh Sunfock, I think, could be really interesting because he has that dispel on basic. He's a really good character. B2 also has an AoE dispel. So I, I definitely think there, you know, there's gonna be some interesting characters. And like you said, Pogla, I do think it's gonna be kind of interesting if you've got him geared because you know he gets evasion for droids and he gives speed up to droids. He gives a lot of various things, but I suspect Count Dooku or General Grievous's leader ability is what I will be going with, but we shall see. All right, so I have a graphic I'm going to put out uh, sometime this weekend uh, for everyone out there as this Padme event approaches. It's just kind of going to give you a visual representation of what I'm going to tell you now, which is I took all the Separatists and I put them against that gearing sheet that we've been over several times and all the ranks of every separatist and where their gearing is on that list so the reason i said poggle is an interesting idea as someone who uses a lead and to gear up if you haven't yet is because poggle is the fourth easiest person to gear in the game wow so if you need if you need him and you have the other three geos gear 12 or gear 11 that's four right there already, and all you need is a fifth, whether it's B2, Grievous, Asajj even, which a lot of people have. She might not get any bonuses from the leader ability, but she can heal the whole team. She has that AoE dis or yeah, dispel, and she basically can ramp up her own damage by killing things. So Poggle's a pretty safe bet as far as gear-wise. 27 is Newt Gunray. Uh, okay. <laughs> He's going to need that rework again to be of any use. But if he's easy, he's 27, so it might be something you can look at if you're looking to gear easy. Uh, 30 is Asajj. 31 is Geo Soldier, which that one was very easy to have seen because mine's gear 11 without really ever doing anything to him yeah. besides use his ship. So. Another nice one to know is Count Dooku is actually not that high either. He's he's a 40, so he's the 40th. Nice. Geo Spy, 46. So now you are, if you're looking for just Geos for double duty on ships as well as for this event, Geos are a pretty good one to do because they're 4, 31, 46. And then Sunfock is the worst at 163, but... Couldn't all be easy, right? Yeah. So you got uh, 61 is B1 Battle Droid, 97. Now you start getting into the annoying ones, and you'll notice that all those droids that we all think are going to be the easiest way to beat this event are at the top of this list because B1 Battle Droid is 61, General Grievous is 97, B2 Battle Droid is 150, Droideka is 157, and IG100 is 159. Yeah. So that droid team, if you're gearing them for this event, you're paying for what you're getting, for sure. Yep. Which totally makes sense as to why these legendaries are coming out so fast, because if the optimal team is the one we all think it is, it's the one that requires the most gear out of all the Separatists, and is the one that everyone's going to be spending their crystals on gearing, which makes sense why we're getting so many legendaries lately, don't you think? Yeah, probably. Um... <laughs> The, they, I think maybe they figured out in a way that some of these characters, 
the more important ones like Padme and Revan and Malik, that they can get people to spend the money on the gear rather than packs if they were to make them marquees. Yeah. Which Padme is a legendary. I mean, it's not surprising, but I always figured she would just be like a territory battle character that you earned, like Rolo or IPD, but legendary for sure. So here, here's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting that she will be like R two D two. She will be a legendary event that will then be required for a later event in which we may see the fall of Anakin. Um, or at least, well, she. Maybe I'm being hopeful because that would be awesome. She is the one character that we all thought was missing for that idea yep. for the longest times. So it definitely helps to push that idea forward. Uh, now going forward, Indeed. forward now going. Forward. Hell, you could require <laughs> R two again for her. Um, that would be kind of interesting because you know R two is, you know, literally there when, so you. You know, Padme, Anakin, Gerald Kenobi, and R2-D2, those four are literally there, you know, when he's, like, really full-on turning right before he fights Kenobi in Episode 3. So, um, I mean, that's certainly possible. And maybe Palpatine as the other one. That would be three legendary event, three legendary characters, and one, one raid character. And then one character that you have to farm to get a fallen Anakin. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Those, those requirements. Those requirements sound very likely with the way things have been lately. So I, I agree. I remember talking about the, these things a year ago, where like they wouldn't require, you know, Treya and. Yep. We were talking about like the hard, the hardest to get characters for legendaries, and now we're at the point where it's like, oh, the, yep, that's probably what it is. Yep, indeed. So speaking of Jedi Knight Anakin, uh, they let us know that he's going to be having his Zeta coming. Um, there was a post on the forums talking about the fact that there's not going to be a nerf Jedi Knight Anakin. The way he is performing is you know, about what they want him to do, which is what I said on the podcast last week. I've had, I, I, I was on the, one of the Facebook pages for Swaga and gotten a back and forth with someone about, you know, they're like, Oh yeah. You know, Carrie says can be, you know, nerfed. I'm like, no, no, she didn't like, We'll, we'll see. They said they were looking at it. Exactly. They were evaluating and, the character to see if they needed to do something. Yes. And I, I had several people argue with me. So it was really fun whenever I got to take this forum post and go post it back on those other deals and be like, well, there you go. Um, well, you know, um, this, I think it should be mentioned. Hold on, I'm looking something up before I say this. One second, one second, one second. And yes, as uh, Landex says, um, there is a chance that he could still be changed, but they're not nerfing him due to the Malak interaction. You know, um, there there may be some, you know, kind of like Bastille Sean Fallen, 
what we saw with her when Darth Revan came, how they adjusted her a little bit. There might be something like that with Anakin once they actually drop Padme, uh, because, you know, it's safe to assume that this they reworked him with her in mind, so there might be something else in his kit that, you know, besides the Zeta that we are waiting for, you know, her to drop on, you know, we'll see. Um, Why can't I find... Hold on. I don't want to move on before... Well, you need to figure it out, sir, or else I'm going to play the next sounder. Well, I meant to say that... Bueller? Um, we've already said this in our pod... In our in our podcast uh, Discord, so I'll just say it again. We have played with Padme. We have... We were involved with the beta in... Yeah. The... Though we can't say... What Padme does, I think that she's definitely going to be a very interesting character that a lot of people are going to have a lot of fun playing. Do you think that's a fair assessment of what you've seen? Um, probably. <laughs> probably. We will see. Yeah. Well, I've had fun playing it the last two day, two and a half days. So Yeah, that, that was the other say. thing in the update is the public beta. Um... So that is pretty exciting that, uh, you know, that, that they're doing the whole public beta thing. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully that's the thing that continues. So I think it's a really good idea. Um, yeah. So. Well, you get that many people playing with the characters and you'll find the problems quickly. So hopefully, you know, if you give, give let's say you gave a thousand people access and they all played it and found the bugs then you wouldn't have them in the live game and you wouldn't have these problems where people are like carrie said she's going to nerf it they're going to nerf it you know those the type of things wouldn't be in there because hopefully most problems would be found during that test yeah and so yeah. yeah so you know ho- hopefully that whole deal will help weed out some of the uh other you know some of the uh balance issues and such i guess we'll see um all right you ready to move on this next thing um sure all right since everyone loves a good poll let's dance through the results and see what you thought this week all right it is uh time to talk about a poll um, as you may or may not know, we send out a poll every single week and we get your feedback on some very important questions related to Swaga. So, uh, let's go ahead and run through this fairly quickly because we have a lot of questions to get to. Yes, we do. All right. Uh, this week we are this talking about question. Anakin the Separatist, and uh, some of the reworks. So, what's that first question? The first question has nothing to do with those things. It's actually, I added it in to kind of go over our our uh, what we talked about last week um, with the Grand Arena defense thing. Because that became a large topic 
of conversation literally all week in Discord. People kept uh, bringing it up. Like, so you ever, you ever conversation with like three people and then like three hours later, three other people bring the, the same conversation up again and then you mm-hmm. go over it again? Mm-hmm. That pretty much happened all week with uh, this Grand Arena thing. So I wanted to put this question in here to figure out, you know, what was everyone else's take on the sides of our our argument about the Grand Arena strategy or defense from last week? So we've got some results on what people think. And I didn't say, were you on Wink's side? Were you on my side? I kind of put in ideas from all the things that we talked about and let people click as many as they wanted to or what they agreed with to kind of see where everyone fell. And there was one overwhelming winner of that most a majority of people agreed with, and that is... And this was a deal where you could put multiple responses, to be clear. Yes. And of the 150 votes, 75 people said... It should not be possible to win if you do not set your defense. And let's see, there was 42% that said not saying a defense is not in the spirit of Grand Arena, which well, don't particularly disagree with that. And then um, I think the third highest option at 23% will be was... Um, Actually, I can't read that whole thing because it's not showing up for some reason. It was, I will be mad if this is done against me. Ah, yes. Which is understandable. And I think that boils down to um, my main thing where people want to play the game. Yeah, and that's... They don't want to... Absolutely. They don't want to go in, and especially if they're like me have a ship battle that they don't want to do i don't know yeah but yeah lowest answers were i will use this strategy with five people um what else um second lowest is whoever came up with this strategy i I have to keep going back and forth between the questions and the responses because i can't read the whole thing but the second lowest was whoever came up with this strategy should be rewarded for his planning, not punished. So those were the two lowest responses. Yeah. Well. So it seems like the mo- majority of people were on my side on this one. But, you know, there's a lot of people right down the middle as well. Yeah. Which is honestly like, about okay, where it's I'm in at. there now, but it's... there should be a way to fix it. Yeah. Um... I still don't really think that they should fix it, but that's beside the point. I still think it's very valid strategy, and um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll I I suspect they will probably try to address that. How they will try to address that, who the hell knows? We will see. Um, all right, so let's uh, jump into this next question. The Aggressive Negotiations event has been announced with Padme Amidala coming to Swaga. How excited are you for this character? And this is just kind of a stair step going from, really from four all the way up to eight, tapping out, 
you know, at 20% of people at eight. And then there was another almost 17% of people that were a 10. So there's a steep drop off on the nine. That's crazy. Usually nine is the one where we get the highest number and then it drops back down for 10, but like 11 people said nine, like eight between six, seven, eight is where the most, the most uh, action was. I'm not, I'm kind of not surprised. I don't know that everyone was begging for Padme, but it just is interesting that, that, that massive nine dip. So you're either, you're either kind of excited or you're really excited. Yeah. There's no in between there. I'm about an eight. I'm I'm very excited. She needs to be in the game. It is about time. Um all right, so next uh question. The legendary event requires separatists. How do yours look? Uh with the largest chunk of the pie by a long shot being I have a Saj Ventress. Who are the next four easiest to get and try to complete this? Um which I don't really find that surprising because, you know, she is... Because that's literally me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a third of people that basically just have Asajj. And then uh, there was 17% of people that said, you know, that they use their Genosian ships, so they are ready. But, uh, yeah, well, we will see well, on like that, this though. event. It's like, it says two more to complete this awkward arena team. But Poggle, fourth easiest gear in the game. That's a pretty easy fourth there. That's true. I think. Good leader ability for the bugs. Um, and then, uh, the other 17%, exactly how hard is arduous? It's not like there's a lot of synergy in the Separatist faction. That's true. Which is exactly why a lot of people think the droid, the Grievous droid team is the one to use. But yeah. As with every event, there will be people trying it from all angles, and we'll see just what actually finishes it. I have a feeling that for sure the the Bugs team with Asajj would probably be able to get it at least 5 and 6. Whether it's able to beat that 7th star, I don't know. But if you're looking to unlock, I think that's a pretty safe bet, but I don't know about that 7th star. It'll be interesting. I love how they keep using... Di- I think they've just started to use go to the thesaurus every time they release a new event and find another word for difficult just to keep throwing it off so people don't start saying, well, this one was difficult, and this one was very hard. Now it's like, all right, well, we've got arduous, we've got very difficult, we've got very hard. They're just going to use a new word every time just so people aren't thrown off. Probably. I could see that. I could see that coming, for sure. All right, so these next two questions I really like because they are very related in which first question is what do you think the optimal five will be for this event? And then the next question is who do you think your team of five will be to attempt the event? And they are damn near (laughs) inverse other than uh, basically Newt and Poggle. Um, The top five that people think are going to be optimal to no surprise is Grievous, B2, Droideka, IG100, and B1. And then, you know, Droideka, IG-100, and B-1 are a couple of the lowest on the ones that people will actually be using. So, Yeah, it's funny Magnaguard's down that low as well, but only I think it's only because, isn't he? He's only a hard node, right? I don't think he's a cantina. Or maybe he's a cantina. 
I honestly don't Either know. Either way, he's one that no one ever really went after before this rework because he was just that bad. Yeah. So a lot of people, unless they went for that team, probably still haven't even farmed him either. All right, what's his next question? Interesting, though. Next question. Your, the Your Focus Determines Your Reality post from CG this week shows us data that the teams thought up for how good Anakin might be have not proven out in the arena. Do you think that Anakin's kit is still too powerful? So basically, uh, CG Eric put out a post basically put in a bunch of data in there talking about how much people are winning with Anakin and their team in the arena. And as far as their, their stats go, it's not looking super overpowered compared to where they were seeing things a week ago. And so it's looking more like his kit is right where it sh- was supposed to be with what they did. And much less more like they're going to nerf that. Yeah, that makes sense. Doesn't mean that no changes will be made, but because I don't know what they're going to do yet, whether they are still looking for something or not. But as far as that post goes, it looks like right now they're seeing enough data to show that they might not need to do anything. So, yeah. Question is, what do you think of Anakin's kit? So what was your answer? Because we got a very clear winner on this. Um, let's see. Uh, the Anakin's kit. Um, as far as being too powerful, I think it's. I'm I'm still right where I was last week. I think it's about right. I I don't think it's OP. I don't think it needs to be changed. I think it's. I think it's good. I think he should smash under gear characters and. He should struggle against max characters that are, you know, generally better than he is. Yeah, I think, and I, I'm right there with you. And I think pretty much everyone else is at this point, because I would say a five on this scale means they think he's right where he's supposed to be going down to a one would mean he's less powerful than they think he should be 10. What I would assume would be the OP spot. So yeah. 39 almost 40 percent of people said he's a five putting him right in the middle where hey this dude is uh probably about right where he's supposed to be so i agree with that some people put a little bit more onto the six side give him a little more power but uh i think overall the answers to this question are line up with both of our thoughts and that's just that he's now a really good character after that rework yep i agree um, so next question is, uh, in the post, they notes notified us about the, uh, di- uh, differences between reworks and tune-ups. And we asked, what are your opinion on tune-ups? And it was overwhelmingly positive, almost 80%, right around 86% said uh, that they are positive about it. And then there was another 18% that are neutral. So people are pretty excited about the idea of, you know, doing these small tune-ups, which I agree. I mean, I, I think this is a really good idea. It's a way to, you know, make characters a little bit better without, you know, really giving them full rework and changing what they do. Well, especially if they can do, like, little tune-ups to older characters because they don't take as long to tune up a character as to fully rework them. 
Whereas, like, if you were to find a way to tune up certain Jawas to make that faction more synergistic without having to totally rework all of them, yeah, that would be cool. Kind of bring some of these other teams that exist that have no synergy at all. Like, if they found a way to make the Tuscans give someone a, a Tuscan a leader ability and that's their tune-up so that if you use three of them in Grand Arena, they're actually better than that. just that crappy... There you go. Here's my idea. Tune-up Aurora's leader ability so it's not as bad as it is and then you have another decent 3v3 squad. Yeah. I know Urza Tron uses it now the way it is, but if that leader was leadership was tuned, it might be a better... Uh, better faction overall so i think these tune-ups are going to be cool because they probably don't take half as long to do than a full rework so i'd love to see i'd love to see them do that um yeah so uh let's see the next questions were we're not really gonna go over because they are uh whole related directly so um Ross will certainly look at that and uh, looks like won't be a whole lot changing. People are pretty happy with the polls. Um, what about these write-ins? Uh, there was, there were a couple that I thought were interesting. Um, Frequent fighters, one of our Alliance guilds has an opening, uh, which they were very sure to make us aware of. And there was another really Im- actually what, I got another one to go off that. So Frequent okay. Fighters in our alliance is looking for one person, but there is also another guild. The Darth Forces Elite is also looking for mm. players in the two million to two and a half million range. Okay. So if you are interested in a new guild hanging out with us in our alliance, two of our guilds in there are looking for people. So if anyone is ever jo- interested in hanging out with us in our alliance, we always have spots in the, the nine guilds we have. So if you're ever looking for a spot to land, we have a lot of really cool people in there. So just come hit us up. Indeed. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention was um, Twitch. So here pretty soon, probably next week, we're going to be giving some gift cards away again. And of course, uh, Twitch subscribers will be eligible. And if you have Amazon Prime, you can go to Twitch. You can link your Amazon Prime account to Twitch, and you get a free sub every month. And so if you have Amazon Prime, you can sub to our channel for free and get entered to win a gift card or a Shattered Order t-shirt for free just for having Amazon Prime. Um, And... Something else that they wanted me to mention is the fact that you can actually go back on Twitch and listen as audio only. So, um, you know, if, uh, you know, if you just want to listen before the podcast actually gets edited and comes out, you can always do that as an option. Anything else? Sounds good to me, man. Uh, no, everything looks pretty good. Alrighty. A lot of people comment. Uh, giving us compliments in there, so appreciate all you that were uh, with the compliments. Always good to read positive feedback on my podcast. So Agreed. Appreciate. And to whoever told me to get some sleep, dude, I wish, I wish, I hope to get rid of the, the yawns here in tonight, a month. I think. Yeah, you are. That's true. Like I, I know you're yawning, but I was asleep 
for about 30 minutes before the podcast. Nice. I've just been so dead yeah. today. So. I know how yeah, that goes. Like, tired, tired, tired. Anyway. All right. Let's move on to this. Hey, boys. Do you have any tips for us less experienced players? So uh, I got a very big, big tip here. I'm sure you do. Very big tip. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. All right. It is time for our Q&A, which is going to be very exciting. So, um... I agree. I love this segment. This is one of my favorite segments that we do. We, yeah, we need to do a better job at being more consistent. At least every three to four episodes start doing the Q&A, because there's so much we can talk about and, you know, just go on about. So, here's what we're going to do. We, uh... We're going to do this tonight, and we're going to start doing this permanently. Um, and one other thing, caveat, that I do have to mention. So I've recently figured out, uh, so for our, for the gift card giveaways for Twitch and Patreon, I don't, there is no way for me to send those overseas. So those are going to have to be limited to U.S., unfortunately. Uh, T-shirts can go anywhere, but I don't know. Uh, Google might might be able to send overseas, but iTunes you cannot uh, just because of the way the stores are. So that is very frustrating. Um, but I mentioned that because uh, in Q&As from now on, we are going to go over all questions from Patreons first, then Twitch subscribers, and then cover everyone else's. So uh, to be sure that you get your question answered, sub on Twitch or patreon so you ready let's do it dude all right come in question number one from someone called elon mustard what are your opinions on shard mates that climb four hours or more before their payout even if they are already in the 20s or better personally I don't mind. I do it sometimes. I mean, I think it just. Well, I mean, what are the, what are the, uh, what's the situation behind this? Like, are they hitting people not in your shard that they know or have already had their payout to move up earlier so that they don't have to cram all their battles into the last hour? I, I, I mean, I don't, there's a lot of different things to this because if they're yep. hitting people that are going, are that are currently in their payout? That's then that's not annoying. Good. But if they're just moving to move, you know, and in my shard chat, if you move up early and you wind up in someone's way, most of the time the people in our shard chat will say, "Hey, I need to take your spot. Can you hit this guy and move out of my way? Yep. And then I'll hit him." And then, so. Mine's pretty civil, like very civil. I love my shard chat. So mine too. It makes it very easy to to move around no matter when it is because everyone's mindful of each other. And uh but if someone in your shard chat is moving and hitting people in there, it's that just doesn't seem like they're it's working the way it's supposed to. I don't know. Yeah. Um which if you were compared to what that answer I just gave to what I thought of Shard Chat like a year and a half ago would make me sound completely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. That's I don't know. Um uh two 
two quick things. Uh, Jingles, thanks for the sub. Uh, the Twitch sub, we appreciate it. And Vasara Kai has a question about uh, why are we not dual streaming on YouTube? Um, honestly, I didn't know you could dual stream. If that's something you can do, um, maybe we can look at we it. We would have but... to have two versions of OBS open, one on my computer and one on yours, because I don't think I can put two key streams into one OBS. So, yeah, dual streaming would be cool, but maybe I'll have to look into it a little more. Yeah. So, good question. I'll look into it this week. Yeah, if you guys know of a way, feel free to hit us up and let us know. Um, which leads me to... Electro Duval's question. This is a good question. I really like this a lot. Uh, what are your goals? If it's Arena, you can't go wrong with Darth Revan and Malak, but I think Jedi Knight, Anakin, and Sips might be important to the new territory battle map. What about you? What are your goals? Okay. We're kind of jumping around here on the questions. So where are you at now? Uh, Electro Duval. I'm just going through reading the blue people, all the patrons. Okay. For everyone back there that's wondering why we're skipping through here, we're going with the Patreon questions first, and then we'll go back and answer the other ones. So what are your goals? If it's Arena, you can't go wrong with Darth Revan and Malak. And, but I think GK and Snips might be important to the new TV maps. So... We got to remember that the new TB map is dark side. So right now TB and snips or uh, JK and snips probably not going to have a lot of an impact on the one coming out first. So I am not so much focused on galactic Republic right now because of that reason. Mine's boiling more down to what dark side teams were in that era and might be needed for this new map. So um, I'm still gearing up uh, my first order once I finally finish Malik. I'm still doing that because I'm pretty sure they'll still be good in a dark side territory battle. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it'll immediately move to Separatists um, because I'm 100% positive that the Separatist faction is going to have something to do with this new TB. They're probably going to be required for different special missions, and they're probably going to have some of them get reworks or tune-ups before that TB map drops. Yeah. So my own personal goals, because I'm a PvE player and I don't worry so much about Arena, um, would be to go after Separatists. And also because more than likely the second time that Padme comes around, I will also be ready for her because of that. So my goal is Separatists once I finish Malik for A, Padme, and B, the TB map. So you? Uh, as far as the, so preparing for a TB, I think there are two characters that people definitely need to be thinking about at least. I don't know, may not be anything with them, but who knows. Count Dooku and Jango Fett. Uh, both those characters are... Actually, they're in the Geonosis Coliseum, which we know is actually going to be a section on the map. So those are two characters I'm certainly at least thinking about. As for my goals, honestly, right now, I'm just finishing projects. Uh, that was like, first order Stormtrooper, 
That's why I took him to gear 12. I am working on some stuff that I've been kind of wanting to work on for quite a while and just really been needing to be done. Um, I took Ahsoka up not too long ago because rework obviously want to do that. Eventually, I'm going to make it back around to Old Republic, but I'm not really that worried about them at the moment. I am just kind of working on what I want to work on. Feels good, doesn't it? Ah, it's liberating. I really loved that feeling for two weeks, or for a week, and then I got (laughs) Malik. Nice. One day I'll be back to my first order. Yeah. Man, it felt so good getting Fox to gear 12. I was one piece away from First Order Officer Gear 12. I sound like I'm complaining that I got Malik, and I don't want to put that out. Malik is awesome. I'm glad I have. But yeah, don't complain about like getting Malik said on this podcast. I want, I want to farm <laughs> and gear what I want. Yeah, you could. You just won't get the next thing. Um. Yeah. Exactly. So, Kawatha, Kawatha. Uh, no, Quoth asks, I seem to ask this question or a similar one in a lot of Q&As, but to me, it is a very important one. If you had to give a state of the game address, how would you classify the current state of the game? And are you worried about the game's health and longevity? Um, the thing that makes me worry about, I got answers for this. The thing that really makes me worry about the longevity of the game is... There is so much crap to farm. Like, if you start this game right now, it's so overwhelming. Just the amount of stuff that you have to work on. It's it's crazy. I, I think there needs to be a way to expedite some of those early farms that you need to help get people more to mid-game a little bit sooner. Because, uh, I mean, you know, obviously people getting into the game and enjoying it is how you get new players. So I think doing something to help that would be useful. Uh, But the current state of the game, I'm not really that bitter about. Um, I feel like a lot of people are like right now there's, uh, you know, like what I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of creativity in the meta grand arena. I think is great. There's going to be an expansion to that. Soon we got a new PVE thing coming. I, I'm actually pretty optimistic about, you know, the state of the game currently, unlike about a month ago when I just wanted to go smash my head through a brick wall because of the whole Jedi Knight Revan being every bloody team that you face. I am much happier with the state of the game right now than I was a month ago. So what about you? Before I go into my thoughts, just you reminded me of something that I really wanted to put into the show somewhere, but I really didn't know where it would fit. But you opened the door for this perfectly, talking about new players trying to get them to the end game or mid game quicker. And that is a post, I think you probably read it, but it was from Phosphorus. Phosphorus, yeah. Frost Virus, our podcast poll guy, in our general chat on the podcast. And he said that all they need to do to fix the new make it easier for new players to move into the middle of the game quicker he put in three ideas and i thought they were all pretty good and the first one was to decrease the time for energy refreshes from the start of the game and then increase it by level so 
energy refreshes at a certain rate. I don't know the numbers. It's for it's different for uh mod energy and regular energy than it is for cantina and fleet energy. It's a little longer for cantina and fleet than the other ones, but his idea is to make that number smaller at the beginning of the game and increase it every time you make a level so that once you start getting towards the end of the game, you're getting less energy. That huh. would make sense to me. The second one was to increase the number of times you can go at a hard node and then decrease it by level. So let's say early game, you're farming a hard node 15 times a day, but as you level it, that's when it drops it down to the five. You know, that way those hard node farms that there are so many of at the beginning of the game, you have a better chance to get those characters faster, but as you level, that chance goes down. And then the last one he said like was it. add new packs to the store that have an increased chance to get character shards for older characters. Remove them at a certain level, like only has characters released before 2016, but you get 40 shards and they disappear after level 65. So things like Another way you can get money from your new players while helping them with a something they won't have at the end game that gets them closer to the mid game a whole lot quicker. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think there are definitely some really good ideas that people have out there on the ways to alleviate the pressure for new players. It's just whether we'll see them do that going forward. Um, you know, to answer the actual question, I don't see I'm not worried about the game's health and longevity because I think that this game as long as it's here will have whales that play it. Um Yeah, probably. My worry is that is what happens to the P pay to or free to play players and to dolphins that range what it does to morale moving forward with just how difficult some of these characters are becoming to get the first time around without pouring pulling out your credit card to get to that point you know what i mean yeah um once we saw the requirements for darth revan i know we've already talked about this once i saw that and what it was and just how high that ceiling was or the floor was i should say right after get working everyone's butts off to get darth revan it was just so such a big turnoff for me that it became to the point where the first time i questioned why i continue going forward you know what i mean yeah so i think that just depending on the the things that they do will determine how they which way they push certain areas of the player base because i think at this point if you're on the bottom half of spenders to free to play you're getting to a point now where you're just really eh, getting beat down um like the things that keep me going and really happy with this game is announcements like new territory battles and grand arena rankings stuff that's just tangible things that you can work towards that you still have a shot of doing even if you don't spend, you know, and territory battles give good amounts of crystals. Now it's not 500 every day. You might get that 500 after five or six days, but that's still good crystals for your investment as well as 
uh, Grand Arena. We don't know the rewards yet, but I can, I'm willing to bet that there might be a crystal, invo crystal involvement there because it's a ranking system, kind of like Arena is. Yep. So there's just a lot of newer things that they've thrown in that kind of uh, alleviate some of the upsetness that uh, like I have, and I'm sure some others have about just everything that's gone on in the last eight months. So I think the health, I think the game's health and longevity will always be good. As long as there are people spending now, it's whether or not everybody stays playing it across the entire spectrum. That's yet to be seen. So yeah, that's where I think it's at. Um, uh, this is kind of crazy came up in chat uh slight off topic apparently our guildmate elon mustard has the fastest bastilishon fallen in all of swaga oh really A according to swaga.gg 317 that is absolute insanity <laughs> we'll have to mention to it tomorrow Mention it to him tomorrow. That's pretty funny. Um, all right. So, Quoth had another question. And also, when are we going to get Dark Helmet? Um, I don't get the reference, so I'm just going to move on to the next question. Uh, Isn't that Spaceballs? Yes. Spaceballs, I think. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> I've never I've never actually watched, sat down and watched the whole movie. I haven't entirety. either. I think I've seen the entire movie. I just haven't seen it all together, but I was pretty sure that's yeah. baseball. Uh, so Chicken Bottom asks, do you feel General Kenobi's Zeta is worth it? He seems to be constantly taunting anyway. I'm not sure how much more the Zeta will help. So I have a very simple answer to this question. Um, I don't get the feeling that they reworked the three characters they reworked, you know, to not synergize with something else that's coming. I mean, that that Zeta, what it does is triggers his taunt when somebody loses protection up. So if you think about the protection up that Ahsoka and Jedi and I, Anakin offer, I, I suspect we'll see more in the future that makes that Zeta worth it. What do you think? I I I'm completely on board with that. And I think that we were saying that last week when we were talking about the rework is that, you know, there's not a ton of protection up between the three of them, but there is enough to make it a Zeta, I guess, at that point. It's just one of those uh what's the word? Not frugal, the opposite of frugal. It's one of those frivolous Zetas. That you could do because it still would get some use using it with Anakin and Ahsoka, but it just seems like if that is not going to be one of those ones that you just look like a luxury Zeta, if it's not going to be a luxury Zeta, there's got to be something else to it coming to make it even better. So I'm with you. I think that it's going to be, there's probably going to be something that makes it even better than it is. So once we see if that is true, then I might be able to answer that question with a more definitive answer. But for right now, if I were to say you had to pick between that Zeta and, and something else that was decent, not like a Chewy Zeta, then I would say 
weight. But yeah, that I would agree with. Um, and it is only under you know Galactic Republic, so we need a good Galactic Republic leader. M- maybe we'll see one of those soon. Um, who knows? So we'll see. Um, all right. Next question is from uh, Joker. Who do you think will be the uh, Geonosis territory battle reward characters? Also, do you think anyone will be reworked for the GOTB? I'm hoping for Clone Wars, Chewie, Mace, and the Geos. The clones would also be nice, but I I think I'm asking too much. What do you think? <laughs> Who do I think of the GOTB reward characters? All right, so there's one. One's going to be on the map, obviously, and yes. one will probably be farmable before it starts. So I'll just list the two. I think I think that the map reward character would be, and, and this is going to, I think this, I think this might be what it is, and I don't know how people will react to it, but I think the reward character might be Jar Jar. No joke. Or Jar Jar might be the one you farm. One of the two. But he's the only one, only big character that I can think of off the top of my head that is not in the game. And as much as people hate them, there are tons of people, younger people, that actually like him. So Yeah. Jar Jar wasn't even there. Right. But are they going to put him in or are they going to put in some random character you don't know that was there? So unless it's Shakti or Kaya Adamundi, that would be my guess. But so Battle Droid 3PO. Yeah, Battle Droid 3PO would nice. be pretty sweet. Though I would I wouldn't mind was the Oh no, C three PO backpack was the original trilogy, wasn't it? Hmm. So I guess that one. I guess we won't be getting that chewy one. But Kayata Mundi was there, Shakti was there. So those are two that I could see uh being rewards or farms because just of all the because of all the Jedi that were there. Um So the yeah. the And Zara. Here you go, Zara with the knowledge here. Hoda wasn't on Hoth either, so there you go. That's true. Uh, but uh, the you know, as far as the actual reward characters, I don't know, man. It's so we have um, Imperial Probe Droid and Rolo as the reward characters inside of the current TB. I don't, I don't have the foggiest clue who they might add that's not already in the game, or even a different version from that era of any of the characters that we currently have in the game. I I mean, I really just, uh, unless it's like a different Kenobi or something, maybe, or I, I don't know. It's Chancellor Palpatine. Ooh, wh- maybe? what about the, uh, the big buggy creature that they're fighting? In the Coliseum. I think that's the raid-like encounter that uh, yes, we're going to have. But raids always have character shards at the end. Why not make the thing you're fighting character shard what you get? Yeah, maybe. 
I think that thing would just be too big. It would be like I've always said with Job Job of the Hut or a Rancor. They would have to fill two character slots. Yeah, but they won't. So we'll see. Um, yeah. Who knows? Um, so. And as as for the reworks, I mean, basically all all the old Jedi need some sort of update to make them at least halfway competent to incentivize people to gear them. Um, but as far as dark side, I, I mean, geos, I think the geos will definitely get a rework. I could see, I think geos and Dooku are almost a lock to get a rework. What do you think? I think you're onto something there. And I think that there was a question in here going off what you just said that I was thinking about earlier that I really want to talk about. So let me find it and then we'll go over that. Okay. I can't even, I don't even see. Oh, here it is. Sklar Force. Asked it before. We'll ask it again. Are you concerned about power creep now? So let me tell you what concerns me about Jedi reworks. Okay. So I like Darth Revan's kit, and I don't think he's so overpowered that he's going and it is a lot of power. He's beatable. For him, especially move especially with Malik in there, but he is beatable. And that to me does not make it a problem, despite the fact that the kit is kind of, you know, hard to read, hard to understand until you've played it and you've got a good handle on it. But it's beatable, and it's it's only Sith Empire that really get the synergy with there. I think the biggest problem they have right now in the game, power creep-wise, is Jedi Knight Revan. Because Jedi Knight Revan synergizes with a faction that has, what, 30-something characters in it? So anytime you cha- make any change to any Jedi, you're only the only thing that can be happening, most likely is that you are making that character even more powerful. So I want Jedi reworks, but the problem then becomes I don't want Jedi Knight Revan continuing to con- to get ridiculously powered, which is what happens anytime you add another character that would slip into the spot of a Bastila Shan or a, you know, any of the characters that are in that uh, team. Yeah and make it even harder to beat. That's the problem I think they have right now, is that Jedi Knight Revan should probably have been limited to Old Republic Jedi, or, you know, a smaller group like Darth Revan was, to make him less, still be powerful, but not... He's not game-breaking, but it it just does make it hard to rework Jedi, because now any rework you do to Jedi makes Revan even stronger. So... I don't know. As far as power creep goes, I'm not too concerned with it, especially with the way like we just talked about with Darth Revan and Malak. I don't think they're that overpowered. But Jedi Knight Revan still to this point really a hard hard one for me to swallow right now. Now we also said the same thing about Treya for the longest time and she's kind of an afterthought at the moment. That's true. Still powerful character. But, but not uh, not in the same place. But the other part to that is, 
you know, it, that's the power creep. So yep. it also kind of reinforces his point. So I don't know. I, I, I don't feel it's bad, but uh, I don't know. I feel like it's okay. How about you? Um, I, I think there's a way to do it without introducing too much power creep. I, I think they need it. I mean, I think there's a way you could synergize them, give them synergies with Galactic Republic Jedi or something. Because as of right now, Qui-Gon Jinn's kind of a dead character. Um, but he is Galactic Republic. And, um, you know, he, he's, he's Galactic Republic, he's Jedi. They could build something that, you know, synergizes with him, synergizes with General Kenobi. I think there are ways to go about reworking some of these Jedi without making them OP, making them actually good against something, making them good against, say, Separatist droids. I mean, Ethcott's already good against droids. Give him some sort of bonuses if he's going going up against Separatist droids, because as of right now, there's not like a really solid counter to them. Uh, I, I could totally see that as a possible option, especially since in the Coliseum, that's what they're fighting is droids. So give them some anti-droid synergy or something as a Galactic Republic synergy. Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of different ways they can go about it. And I have a feeling that a lot of these Jedi that do get reworked will get reworked in a way that makes them better for territory battles or for certain things, not necessarily uh, like Arena or Grand Arena. They might be good and synergistic in those places as well. But they might be going for a specific theme with some of these reworks as well as with the new territory battle. So yeah, what we might see might end up being pointed at territory battles as opposed to this is to make Jedi even better across the board. You know what I mean? Exactly. I, I'm with you there. Yep. So, all right, we are going to scroll back to the top of the Q and A. That is all of the questions from. Uh, supporters, so thank you to our Patreons and Twitch subbers, and now we're just going to start the top and start making our way down the list. Sounds good to me. Peleon asks, do accuracy arrows have any use whatsoever? No. No, they do not. Not, I mean... (laughs) They do, actually. You can sell them for like... (laughs) 200,000 credits. That's fair. They're a great source of credit. The only possible solution I would see for them is if there is a Dooku rework and they leave his leader ability where there's 15% evasion and you want to throw an accuracy arrow on like a B2 or something so that he can hit them um, because I am not giving up speed to gain accuracy. No, thank you. Um, that <laughs> It would be a situation like that. So I'm just like picturing maybe chewy i could see maybe an argument for like advocating accuracy arrows over speed arrows and how well that it would be a maybe that's how we shift the meta maybe all we got all the all the um content creators out there to just start flooding flooding everything with really bad mod suggestions and see if they happen that's an interesting idea i like it yeah, it's just we shift them. We get all get get everyone into a room, decide on something, and try to shift them at ourselves. If they're not going to fix these some of these really bad mods, then maybe we should take things into our own hands. Yep. 
Maybe so. Or then everyone will just really hate us and say how bad we are. Yeah. One of two things. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll move on to Prianus. Uh, how often do y'all do full mos- full roster remods, and do you have any strategy tips? I don't do them very often. What about you, Punk? I might do it for the first time this week. <laughs> Ooh. I really... Well, you know, I was telling you about the... You were. Getting yes. my teams ready or optimized for Territory Wars and Grand Arena. Um, I really want to talk to someone about that Grand Ivory uh, website and maybe play around with it a little bit. There are probably some things I could do that are really obvious that I just don't see myself looking at it. So there's some there's some of it I want to do, but how often do I do it? Uh, never. Yeah, I have never done a full remod. I mean, there's just just a it costs so dang much to take all those mods off move them around and do everything else. It's just, it's a daunting task that I, with the time that I have, do not ever really fully go into. Yeah. Interesting. So, no. Um, so I have never used a mod optimizer. Um, I just kind of do my mods myself. As far as full roster remods, I, I don't think I ever do those. Now, I do do pretty heavy overhauls, like when the meta shifts. So, Dar- uh, Darth Revan getting introduced, dude. that really changed everything with my mods. There were so many mods getting moved around and everything. So, um, I-, I would say definitely then. And then, as far as strategy, as far as what I do is, if I gear up a new character, what... You didn't hear what I said, did you? I didn't. I said, you said do-do. What I do-do? No. Okay, sorry. I'm done being a teenager. You can continue. Uh, I did not notice, and... (laughs) Wonderful. Anyway, um, (laughs) as far as strategy tips for remodding, I I kind of, like, I may remod a team... Whenever I add a new character to it. So say first order stormtrooper, I added him in. So that may have changed how I had to move a few mods around, uh, you know, introducing a new character. It changes the way a team works. That may do it. Uh, you know, getting a new character gear 12 or something like that may do it as far as just remodding an individual team. Um, and as far as strategy tips, I will say I try to, break my roster down into characters who need speed characters who are, who need to be tanky characters who need to do a lot of damage. So I try to find situations where I have characters like say Jedi Knight, Anakin, Han Solo, resistance trooper characters that literally do not need speed. All they need is as much offense as you can possibly manage. Um, that way I can mod those characters and I don't ever have to worry about it. I kind of have those sets. And if one of those characters comes into the meta, I can just move a couple of those type of sets around and be fine. And then like, I always keep tenacity, good amount of tenacity on Chewie, um, Darth Nihilus, 
you know, um, I, I try to find mod sets and totally maximize a character for something. That way, um, you know, I'm not having to move a lot of mods around all the time, um, you know, but like right now, things have been a little wonky because I've kind of changed as far as going from really just needing one really amazing speed set on Jedi Knight Revan to I kind of need two. I need one on Bastel Sean Paul and I need one on Darth Revan. And then kind of my third best is on Jedi or Jedi Knight Revan. Um, but finding characters where speed really matters and kind of ordering them and then modding them accordingly. So, you know, say Stark, Wicket, Jedi Knight Revan, Darth Revan, um, Bosk, characters like that, characters that are kind of keystone characters for making their team go. Kylo is another one. Make them as fast as possible, um, you know, and you can kind of rank them based on how important your team is, how well modded that entire team is, and adjust priorities based on that. Um, I, I think those are probably my best strategy tips for, you know, remodding. Yeah, I like it. There's pretty much, there's, people do all kinds of different things, but I think it boils down to priority, priority points in the game as well, is whether you're prioritizing PvE or PvP. Yep. For example, if you're trying to beat the heroic Sith raid and you don't like moving around mods a lot, you're going to have really interesting speeds on your checks mix team, which don't actually optimize as well for PVE or PVP as That's they a good do point. for that raid. So it kind of just boils down to what's working for you at that moment and then remodding as you go and your priorities change. So it's very, it's all fluid basically. Indeed. Um, what's his next question? Right, so the next question is best counter in 3v3 against Asajj, Zombie, and Acolyte that isn't a Darth Revan, JKR, or a CLS team? Hope you got an answer for me. I hope you got an answer for you. You know what's funny is, and this has worked for me several times, I'd say it doesn't work every time, but it has worked for me, and that's Cody. Um, Cody. What was it? Maybe I'm thinking of 5v5. I was going to say Cody, Fives, and Echo. But now I'm thinking it was more of Cody, Sergeant, and Echo. Hmm. Because of the AoEs, because of Echo's Dispel. <clears throat> and uh, all three of them have AoEs. You've got the Mass Attack, and then you've got the Dispel to get off a zombie. And get the stealth off of Acolyte. That's it's one team I've used. I wouldn't recommend it as being the best. Yeah. But it could be possible. Um, I don't think I've ever used Darth Revan against that team. I just haven't seen it enough to try that team against it. Uh Jedi Knight or JKR. No, that's Jedi Knight Revan. Because yeah. I mean CLS. Man, those are some buff teams to take against there. I don't think I've ever taken any of those three against Well, that's what he's saying. I wonder what I do use. Yeah. 
because it's, it's no. What I'm saying is I don't I don't use those three teams against that team. Yeah, no. I use something else, but I can't remember what it is. No, I know, but I, I mean that's his point is there. This team is so frustrating to deal with, but you don't want to use one of these like really well geared, overpowered teams to take out this crap. And the problem is yeah. that damn acolyte gets hidden and you, and you can't kill her. I mean. You just can't kill the bitch, and I, I don't know what to do. It's you need some sort of mass dispel. There's not a whole hell of a lot of that in the game. Scion, Chewy, um, who, who who all has a AOE dispel? Asage, Echo. Oh yeah, Asage. Uh, I do. I mean, Mirror Team. I, you know what? That is exactly what I do. I'd mirror the match. Because I don't usually put my uh, Night Sisters on defense. So uh, that's that's what I do, is take uh, I mirror it. And it usually is totally fine. Ah, uh, Chicken Bomb says Death Trooper. Yes, that is a good one. Um, I thought about... Oh, uh, that is the other team. I use Thrawn, Death Trooper, or Short Trooper. That is the team I always use, actually. So... Death Trooper and Short Trooper. Dude, I tried that shit this time and couldn't do it. Uh, I couldn't freaking kill Acolyte fast enough. Uh, she she goes too often. She stays stealth. I, I never could get an attack on her. There's not enough AoE. Uh, whenever I think about this, I'm trying to think of a way. Because you have to get... Um... I mean, you have to get the buff off of her, and then you have to fracture her. But not only that, but you have to be able to kill her while she's still fractured so she doesn't take a turn. Um, man, I don't know. I, I just... This team is frustrating as all hell to me. I, I'm i terrible at 3v3 <laughs> anyway. Um, I, I mean, I don't know what to do I'll with this you. team. I think this is a question somewhere else in here, but I'm going to bring it up now. Talking about frustrating teams. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Do I want to tell tell the story now? No, I'll tell it when we get to the question. But there, there are some really frustrating teams in there. But, like, for example, my most frustrating team I think I've ever fought was a Bastila, a Bastila General Kenobi Hoda team that I just could not... I didn't have CLS left. Um, I could not dent that thing, like at all. Yeah. Was it Hoda? Maybe it was someone else. But there's teams like this one for everyone. Like everyone has a team where they're like Just beating their head against the wall. Because it, with five v five, you got all these counter bots and these counter lists and everything else. But with three v three, there's not really a great counter list. Well, and in five v five, you can put together a well-rounded kit that kind of does a little bit of everything in three V three. You can't really do that. It's you're so much more limited. There are two suggestions. I love in live chat though, Emperor Palpatine and Vader. So with Palpatine, you can kind of get in a situation where there's a stun lock and there's a lot of turn meter gain, which will prevent acolyte from stealthing. If she's stunned, she can't use her basic obviously. And then, uh, somebody else mentioned, um, uh, obviously now Anakin would be a good one, uh, but Django Fett, because Django 
uh, has part of his kit where if he kills someone, they can't be revived. So um, Boba has that also, but good luck executing Acolyte that you can't get to because it's stealth. But Django has a really good AoE. So I think that's probably, that might be the best solution is Django, Django Bounty Hunters. Yeah, that's another good one. That is a that is a that is the Zeta for Django. So you'd have to have him Zeta, but probably worth it. Yeah, that is. Yeah, if that's reliable for you, for you, then for sure. I have that on my I have that on my alt. I have both the Django Zetas on my alt, so I might have to give that a try nice. over there. Um, I will be right back. You take this next question. All right, so we're moving into Durhai's uh, chunk of questions here. We'll start with this one. At what point should a free-to-play player who is trying to catch up in Arena, say currently fighting to stay top 200, stop chasing the meta and try to guess what's coming next and be ready for the next possible meta, even knowing they could guess wrong, asking for a friend? Um, well, first off... I don't know, man. Top 200, that's... that. If you're fighting up at the top 200, it would seem like pretty much any of the current or last metas should be able to get you into a good spot if you have the right mods. Um, I would stop chasing it almost immediately. I do that on my alt account. My alt account stays in the top 80 without with little to no effort to to a fights a day randomly throughout the day just to get up and finish the dailies but that account is always one or two metas behind so i think the best thing you can do is just gear what you like gear what you see coming forward like for example if you were to gear your first order and resistance right now i don't think you'd be in a bad place come december or if you were to go for galactic republic now or separatists i think you'd be okay then you'd probably be looking forward enough to be in a good place for possible next meta metas um but predicting them that's just almost impossible these days unless you were predicting kotor and that's over so now we're getting to the point where guessing things becomes more Less predictable, but my advice to you, which is why I was gearing my first order, was because you got that new episode nine coming out soon mm -hmm. at the end of the year. Uh, they're probably going to add more first order. They're probably going to add more resistance. So you never know what those things can do to a team that already has a lot of tools you can use. So my advice would be to gear those. That way, whatever comes out, if it makes those teams meta you're already in the position to plug and play those characters and be right in the mix for that meta now granted that's at the end of the year so it's a long way away for that meta if it were to become meta but you said looking ahead and that is definitely looking ahead so that would be my advice um i think that was fantastic answer actually <laughs> i know sometimes i have good ideas Good <laughs> uh, next question is do you try out different teams in TB to have fun knowing they may not clear all the waves or do you go with the same old boring teams that you know you can clear 
And are you a jerk if you play to have fun, even if there's a slight chance it hurts the guild? Um, I don't know. I think it depends. I, I think in TB, like, you know, say we get 45 stars. I'm not, I'm probably not going to screw around in, you know, P6. In phase six. Because, you know, but it might matter. everywhere else. Yeah. Phase five and before that, I will happily throw in, you know, teams that I want to just try and see yep. if they're any good, you know? Like uh, my new dot team with Karth and so Karth, Ordo, Missions. No, that won't work in Dark Territory Battle. <laughs> Anyways, I would still do Karth, Ordo, Gamorian Guard, and maybe Wampa and just kind of play with that team in there just to have fun. But I wouldn't do it towards the end where it's harder and you're trying to get as much points as possible. But yeah, I don't think you're a jerk for wanting to have fun in the game. Now, granted, if there's a possibility it hurts your guild, maybe. But if you're like, if you know for a fact you're going to be 30 million away from the next star, I don't think it really is actually hurting that much. If you were, say... 31 million from that next star instead of 27 million from that next star. You know what I mean? Yep. So I a hundred percent agree. Have fun, man. Play the game to have fun. If you're not having fun, then why are we playing? Yep. Agreed. So. All right. Uh, Tylo asks, what advice do you have for the players who are focused on collecting without considering the future effects of GP inflation? Is there a specific strategy to correct for this, or am I doomed to be paired up against players who are hyper-focused from the start on keeping galactic power overall low while fully maxing the teams they do have? I mean... I don't know how you course correct. I don't know that there really is course correction other than taking advantage of the situation that you're in and, you know... um, kind of maximizing the teams that you have. I mean, uh, yeah, I I don't know. Um, I'm not sure there's a way to full on course correct, but I would definitely work on, you know, some of your more well-geared teams, maybe start finishing those off first because you probably have a pretty wide variety of teams that you're fairly close on. You could look at the thing that we talked about last week or the week before about the, you know, the gearing chart and start gearing up those easier to gear teams and characters. And just sure. kind of go from since there. Some of them are really good, like Night Sisters. Exactly. 100%. Um, anything else you want to add? Just that. My alt's GP is super inflated. All characters at 85. Almost every one of them at gear 7 or higher. Um, But I have a lot of really good teams as well. And I think one of the harder things at that point even is still just mods. So, I mean, like there's... Even if you're chasing to get the teams built up, if you don't have the mods, it's still hard. So I, I, I don't know where... The, I don't know what advice I can give you besides, 
I mean, I don't really know what advice I can give you. I don't play Grand Arena on my alt account, besides maybe a few battles here and there and setting my defenses so my opponents can play. Because at this point on that account, I stand no chance until I get better mods. I I don't know where you go with GP inflation. This That's the biggest annoyance to me with Grand Arena. I love the mode. I just hate the fact that for the longest time it was get your GP up, help your guild, finish territory battles. All right, here's a mode for everyone that inflated their GP. It's going to be harder for you to win. I mean, it's guild versus so. individual. I mean, high galactic power for your guild, low galactic power for yourself. I mean, got to find a balance, I think. Yeah. Um. Yep, exactly. So for anyone that's at the point where they're already knee deep in it, if if PVE is or PVP is your thing, that's going to be rough for you. If it's not, keep collecting, keep gearing up the things you like, keep doing well in raids and territory battles and don't worry as much about uh the PVP side. Yep. All right. So, so uh Darth Big Dog asks, what is a good counter for 3v3 Darth Revan Darth Malak and uh, who is HBT? Best HTB. I'm going to assume it's Bastila Sean somehow. I, I, I'm going to assume there's a typo um, because I'm just going to assume there's a typo uh, for players. Oh, it's Hot Topic Bastila. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. Uh, all right, so what's a good counter for 3v3 versus Darth Revan, Darth Malak, Hot Topic Bastila for players without Darth Revan uh, and Darth Malak? So, um, if you have, if you do, uh, so if you don't have Darth Malak like me, I just use Darth, I keep Darth Revan for offense and I use him, HKM, Bastila, Sean Fallen. I make sure that my Bastille Sean Fallen will go before theirs, and that's pretty much the gist of it. I, I haven't had any issue with that so far. Another good counter, of course... And by saying I make sure mine goes before theirs, you're saying before the Grand Arena starts, I make sure mine's as fast as possible, because you never know... No, I'm saying whenever I figure out gonna... who I'm paired up against, if mine is faster, I keep it for offense. If it's slower and I don't think okay. it would do it, I may set that Darth Revan on defense. But whenever I'm thinking about try trying to actually beat this team, say, for example, if I don't feel confident about that, uh, an option would, of course, be Jedi Knight Revan. Uh, you know, only being three characters, it's pretty easy to get to a point where you can focus down... Um, Darth Malak, and honestly, Jedi are pretty good at kind of just focusing something down and wiping it out. Uh, you do kind of have to worry a little bit. Things could get a little squirrely, but I would take out, I would target Bastila, use um, Jedi Knight Revan, Grandmaster Yoda, and whatever other character you want to use. Probably, probably Jolie? I don't know. Um... Ooh, that's tough. I think I would go Jolie. I don't know, man. I'd really like to ask the guy that one-shot my Darth Malak, or Darth Revan uh, Darth Malak, 
HT team today, what he did. Yeah. But. Yes, yeah, uh, the guy I went up against, he asked me to. I was like, I just used Darth Revan HK and Bass LaShawn because, like I said, I know I was going to go first, so I wasn't that worried about it. Plus, HK can do some ridiculous damage. Um, Going with a tenacity up based team is not a bad idea because. You know, this team without HK doesn't really have a way to get rid of your tenacity. So um, that is a pretty big benefit to you because uh, HK is kind of important to what that team does. I think I, I do think HK is underrated as far as how much he actually assists Darth Malak in making that team good. So uh, if I didn't have Darth Revan, I think I would go Jedi and target down Bastila and then try to one-shot Revan with GMY, and then hopefully Stunlock. If you use Bastlashawn and Grandmaster Yoda against uh, them, you know, once you take out Darth Revan, you could get in a position where you have Darth Malak Stunlocked and take him out from there. What do you think? Sounds good to me. All right. Makes sense. I haven't had the... I haven't had to... I have not had to fight a Darth Revan on defense yet in Grand Arena. Well, that is so. probably good. Feeling pretty good about that. So I think we're going to save this next question for next week, which I think is hilarious because the question <laughs> is, will this become another three weeks of three-hour podcast? I hope so. Uh, maybe. We'll see. But uh, for now, we're going to go with... Uh, Stopping there, and except for this, to our... I, I there is one question that I wanted to answer this week because I may not remember. Zane asked okay. at the bottom, "What three v three team has caught you off guard or is annoying to face?" And I would have talked about this. This is the one that I wanted to answer too. Okay, so, well, you. let's go ahead and just answer this then. Um. There was a team that I faced that I way underestimated. I tried to sandbag it heavily, and it did not go well at all. I totally underestimated. I, I didn't even think about it because I was like, well, all I have to do is kill one character and the match is over because it was General Kenobi lead with the two characters who just evaporate when there's no one else, C-3PO and <laughs> Hermit Yoda. Oh, good God. It So... It's so freaking annoying because you have C-3PO putting the debuffs on you. You have Kenobi countering, inflicting expose when he attacks. So every time you hit him, he's attacking back, doing 20% of your health damage because of the stupid exposes. He's got a crap ton of health, a crap ton of defense. On top of that, you're giving Grandmaster Strain, which is stacking that defense even more. Um... I just, oh my god. I I have never been so annoyed by a team. You basically have to go a lot of heavy output offense and just just go a little OP and just take take the bastard out because it, it was very, very annoying. Most annoying team I've seen in 3v3. It is worse than the Asajj Ventress zombie acolyte team. Terrible. I've only seen this team this time, so I can only speak to this time. 
But this is the team that made me lose my Grand Arena Championship. Ooh. And tell me how... Uh, how... Tell me how unintimidating this team sounds to you. Darth Vader lead with both Zetas. Sith Trooper. And... Darth Sidious, all gear 12. Yeah. Darth Sidious also with the Zeta. Yeah, that sounds awful because Sith Trooper is just unbelievably annoying to get around. So I can totally see how that, how that would be annoying. I can also see how you would very much There's, underestimate it. I killed the Sidious. I did three battles and then I quit. And I said, you know what? He wins. I'm, I, he, <laughs> he cleared my whole board with one shots except for... He cleared my whole board with one shots, except for one team he did two against, and that was my Palpatine, Vader, uh, Darth ba- or Dark Side Bastila. That's a good team. That one he took two, so I took one attack on this team and died. And then I'm like, "Well, that sucks." So I'm like, "All right, I'll go in and I'll beat it." Didn't beat it again. Didn't beat it a third time, and I'm like, "You know You're what? Not. You win. I'm done. I'm going to go do other things." I was so mad. But even when you get past Sith Trooper, Darth Vader heals himself so much from the buffs, or the debuffs, or the dots. Yeah. That he's just... You can get him to yellow, and the next time you take a turn, he's back up to green because all the dots hit you, and he healed himself all the way back up. Sounds unbelievably I annoying. Compl- it's a Zeta that not a lot of people have, so you might not come across this team a lot. Yep. But, holy crap, man. If I had thought about it at all yep i might have done better but that team just destroyed me today yep i have a uh and the city has had the city has had nothing to do with it it basically boiled down to double zated vader and sith trooper that's all he needed uh, sounds terrible um oh it was super there's a runner-up that i have and that's a mall lead with sith trooper and savage oh, oh god Super annoying. Just Maul and Savage together, period, is unbelievably annoying. And then you throw in Trooper. Just, yeah. I don't want to deal with that crap. Neither do I. Never again. I know I won't. I'll know I'll go straight in there with uh, Chewbacca and Han next time. (laughs) But, uh... Very nice. (laughs) Oh, it was nasty. Because I one-shot everything else. The bottom zone, then I moved to the top. I was rolling. I thought, you know what? I might be I have enough to beat him as far as if I can one-shot everything. Yeah. And then I didn't beat it once, and I'm like, okay, if I can beat it the second time, I might still have a shot. And then I lost it, and I'm like, I will beat this team. <laughs> lost a third time, and I'm like, I think I'm hungry. It's lunchtime. Nice. Yeah. Understand? I'm out of here. Um... All right, so uh, it's time to move on to the final thing. All right, let's do it. It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the Force be with you. We'll go with some GOT harp music again this week. And, of course, 
it is time for some trivia. Uh, let's see. So if you are not familiar, you will go to quiziz.com. Q-U-I-Z-I-Z-Z. Q-U-I-Z-I-Z-Z. Yes, it is a little confusing. Dot com. And uh, you will be able to enter the code. And... Yeah. That, that is how this is going to work. So our quizzes code for this week, and the topic is separatist, by the way. The quizzes code is 940405. Again, 940405. Um, big shout out to A. Lewis, who nailed trivia last week, got 100% of the answers correct. A. Lewis... If you did that after listening to the pod, much shame upon your house, but I'm going to assume that you are an honest man and that you just nailed it. So congratulations. Yeah, that's pretty dang good considering I think I got four out of nine and felt really dumb the entire quiz. Yeah, we did not do great. (laughs) It did not happen... It was not working for me, but uh, 9 out of 9, that's pretty dang good. Um, we have a zero. We have an issue. Oh, wait. Uh-oh. Nope. Never mind. Never mind. I'm blind. <laughs> Sounds like you have an issue. I do. All right, dude. You ready for this? <laughs> uh, probably not, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, again, the code is 940405. Yep, it should be right there on your screen now. Now that I am back. Now that you are back, indeed. Alright, you let me know when you are ready. I am ready, sir. Let's do this. this. Alright. Here we go. Question number one. Let's do it. Look at all these people. All right. We're all going up against each other. Woo! We're up against it. All right. First question is, first question out of 10. Let's make sure we know the Separatist kits. Who of the following cleanses all Separatist allies? Hoggle, IG-100, Asajj, or General Grievous? Ooh. I think I know my answer. I think I boiled it, pulled it down to two. So there's at least that. That's a plus. Uh, again, the question is, yeah. who of the following cleanses all separatist allies? General Grievous, IG-100, Poggle, and Asajj. What is your answer, Punk? I have chosen IG-100. I have chosen Asajj Ventress, and you are correct. The only reason I boiled it down to Grievous or IG-100 is because Asajj hasn't been reworked and neither has Poggle, and Separatist was not a part of the game until a little while ago. Interesting. So they would not do anything with Separatist because they've never been reworked to Separatist. Very interesting. All right. <laughs> Next question. How many separatists have a leader ability? This should be pretty, fairly simple. 
three, four, six, or five. Once again, how many Separatists have a leader ability? Three, four, six, or five. Huh. I've eliminated two answers. Went over them earlier. I went over them earlier. Really? Oof. Yeah, remember at the beginning of the show? Uh. All right. How many separatists have a leader ability? Good night, punk. What is your answer? Five. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I felt like... I'm guessing you didn't say five. No, I said six. I thought... I, I felt like I was missing one. Nah. I only counted five, five, but I thought I was missing one. <laughs> All right, what's... All right, question three. True or false? Count Dooku's leader is the only one that would apply to all allies in this Padme event. False, Grievous would too. False, Poggles would too. True, or false, Newts would too. I have my answer. I think I have my answer as well. Count Dooku's leader is the only one that would apply to all allies in this Padme event. False, Grievous would too. False, Poggles would too. True, or false, Newts would too. And your answer is... Apparently wrong. I said false newts would too. I said false grievances would too, which is the correct answer. I thought his only applied to droids. No. Now I'm going to look because uh, the 2% turn meter gain is for each separatist and each droid. So he gets to double up on that because he is both. But isn't that. <laughs> that's only part of his, right? Yes, but it still applies to all allies. True. Or all separatist allies. But, okay, here's the confusing part and where I will fight my point. Newt says, Stealth allies gain 55% crit chance and gain 50% turn meter the first time they score a crit hit during their turn. Yes, it applies to stealth allies, but that of loot... Leader ability covers every character, whether they can stealth or not. But if they can't stealth... It doesn't matter. It still covers them. Like, it doesn't but say we're, stealth We're talking about for the allies. event. I see your point, but... That covers everyone. It literally does. Ugh. Whether they can stealth or not, that would be applied to them if they could stealth. But it covers... It doesn't say stealth faction this it is a leader ability that covers everyone underneath it okay that yeah but if you can't use it i mean that's like putting say r2d2 under qui-gon jinn and saying that he's benefiting from his leader abilities how it doesn't apply because he does what's qui-gon jinn's leadership it's it's all jedi based then it's nowhere near the same thing because newts applies to everyone. It does not faction. All right. What's question number four? Because we don't I'm agree. I'm going to argue that point. I'm taking that to Tesh for sure. 
True or false, Asajj is the only character capable of turn meter reduction from the Separatist. True, false, two others can. False, one other can too. I have my answer. I don't know the answer, so I'm going to guess. I don't know if my answer is correct, but I have my answer. My answer was wrong. I chose false, one other can. I chose false, two others can. Which is correct. And that was the correct answer. I knew Grievous, and I do believe uh, Sunfog has some TMR. One of the bugs. Um, all right. All right, question five. First, stop and figure out the answer to the last one. Good night, Punk and Wink. Next, whenever blank inflicts a negative status effect, blank gains 70% turn meter. Newt Gunray and he, or, sorry, I'll read them as if I were putting them in the sentence. Whenever Newt Gunray inflicts a negative status effect, he gains 70% turn meter. Whenever a Separatist droid inflicts a negative status effect, all Separatist droids gain 70% turn meter. Whenever General Grievous inflicts a negative status effect, a random ally gains 70% turn meter. And whenever a Genosian ally inflicts a negative status effect, Geonosian Spy gains 70% turn meter. I have my answer. I have an answer. Okay. What is your answer? Mine was Geonosian Ally with Geonosian Spy. That is mine as well, and that is the correct one. Is correct. Yay. Question six. Which separatist is capable of massive damage in the style of Boba Fett? Ooh. Droideka, Geonosian Spy, IG-100, or Count Dooku? I have my answer. Again, the answers questions is, which separatist is capable of massive damage in the style of Boba Fett, Droideka, Geonosian Spy, IG-100, or Count Dooku? And your answer is? I should have gone with my initial answer. I picked Droideka. I thought it was Geonosian Spy. And it is Geonosian Spy, which is what I selected. Beautiful. Woo! 7 out of 10. Which Separatist Zeta will help the team generate turn meter the most? Asajj's lead, Droideka's unique, IG-100's unique, or B2's unique? Mm. I've whittled it down to two, so it's going to be a 50-50 guess. Because I don't know these two kids. Alright, I have my answer. I have my answer as well. And I have selected B2's Unique. Man, I should just keep this game open. B2's Unique, I thought, gave him turn gives what is your answer my answer was uh, IG-100 B2's gives I believe 5% turn meter for each debuff inflicted gives it to separatist droid allies if I recall correctly yeah alright give me two seconds alrighty one two <laughs> that's not great radio we'll let you guys just enjoy the harp music
It's so relaxing. I don't know about you guys, but I could literally listen to a harp all day long and just nap, and it would be amazing. Um, alrighty. I'm back. I am back. I heard whining, and I had no idea what that uh -oh. whining noise was. That's never good when you have triplets. My, f my dang dog is in the kitchen next to her water bowl going nuts. Uh-oh. But I thought it was one of my kids. Well, so that's good. I had to go check and see if it was a kid. Turned out it was a dog. Very nice. Anyways, next question. Eight out of ten. True or false, B1 Battle Droid will assist whenever Asajj uses an ability. True or false? I have my answer. Do you have All yours? All these are guesswork for me. I have my guess. Okay. What is your guess? I guess true. Because I guessed, why would this be a question if it wasn't true? Interesting. I said false. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why this would be in here other than he, she, he does. So that's why I put truth. Interesting logic. What is question number nine? Question nine is, which of these characters doesn't have an ability that does damage and can't be evaded? You have Geonosian Spy, Droideka, Massage, and General Grievous. I have my answer. I have my answer as well. And your answer is? Massage. Ugh. I put Geo Spy. Damn it. I knew it was one of the two that have never been reworked. Yep. Besides getting a Z. I, I was thinking was, I was thinking of her dispel that could not be evaded. But hmm. I don't know. Weird. I don't know. That seems like a thing that would be true. Alright. Oh god. A spelling question. Yay! Alright, how do you spell the faction opposite of Galactic Republic? And then there's four spellings of separatist. And so... This is super annoying. I got mine. I've got mine as well. <laughs> and I got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was like, that looks like way too many A's to be correct. Very nice. Correct. Oh, well. I got a 50%. Uh, you, F's failing, right? I got 60%. 60%? Ah, uh, right. Joker mentions that Asajj, her dispel doesn't do damage. That was part of the questions that had to do damage. So, yep. That makes sense. That makes sense. Alrighty. Well. Alright then. Anything else? I think that's it for me this week. That's... So. That's. I just want to say thanks to everyone that stayed up late with us. I know that uh, we have to do this really late on Friday nights for most of you in the U.S. now because of the time change. But uh, we appreciate everyone that comes and hangs out with us anyways. Despite on their Friday night, hey, it's Friday. Why not stay up late, right? So thanks for hanging out with us. For everyone listening to the audio podcast, thank you for constantly supporting us ever since 
you found us since we started uh, 146 episodes. We are approaching that 150 mark. Woo! So that is going to be really awesome. Heck yeah. But uh, go join our Discord, discord.me slash shattered order. The link does work now. It's working like a charm. Um, if you have any feedback you want to send us and you don't want to join the Discord, send it to the shattered order at gmail.com. We check that constantly daily. Yep. We'll get back to you if you have something to say. And uh, other than that, I think that's all we had for today. What do you have? Uh, that's pretty much it. Nothing. All right, sweet. So I just wanted to mention here at the end, um, I will not be able to do the... Um, what is that show? Game of Thrones reaction uh, yes. episode this week but Wink will probably be starting up a new stream to stream his own reactions to the show if you want to I think I will listen. just record podcast only and put it on the podcast feed okay so that's what he's doing I was trying to jump into his head right now and say what he was doing that's what he's doing so look out for the Wink solo cast uh Game of Thrones Season 8 Episode 2 reactions. I'm excited. Since I can't do it this week, I really will have fun listening to your thoughts and yelling at the radio when you're wrong like we do normally on the podcast. So. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Alright. Well, I appreciate everyone for hanging out. Wink, do you have anything else you want to say before we go? Uh, nope. That's pretty much it. Um... Thanks for hanging out, everyone, and we will catch you guys next week. Later. Later.